Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? Uh, my name is Free Palestine. My co-host is AP. Uh, that means apparently proletarian. <laughs> Archduke proletarian. I like that one. Uh, yeah, so uh, we're back for another episode of West Bank Robbery. Uh, we've got a couple topics to discuss today. We haven't actually recorded anything since, uh, what was it, the first week of the war? Yep, yeah, it was uh, It was only a few days uh, after the start of the new war. Yeah, I think it was like... I don't know, like a Wednesday after or something like that. A lot has happened since. This has been, you know, a very long war, especially for, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, Arab-Israeli wars in general. It's been very long, uh, which itself is particularly notable. Um, we're recording on December 2nd, 2023 today. So the ceasefire agreement has just uh, lapsed. Uh, and the bombing campaigns have begun again. Also, um, I've read that the Amal movement has uh, again participating uh, in the fighting along the Lebanese border. Which uh, I don't know how many fighters they have, but they are pretty significant. Uh, what is the uh, what is the Amal movement? Oh, it's a uh, it's like a progressive Shia uh, political organization. Mm. Um, they're very active in the Lebanese civil war. Um, I believe their founder, one of their key founders was, uh, he was murdered in Libya. Mm. On, uh, I, he just never came back. He like went to Libya, I believe, and he never came back. Uh, assuming that's the right, uh, Lebanese Shia militant, formerly militant group. They have a martyred wing. I don't know, but they're a political organization. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, I, mean, I don't this know, is things a, are, yeah, yeah, my first time recording, uh, since the, since the war at all, I haven't, I haven't, uh, shared any thoughts on it, and I'm just, I am, I'm really surprised, uh, like many people, that, uh, this, that this started, uh, and that Hamas has done so, so well, uh, the Qassam Brigades, uh, have just had victory after victory, and despite, you know, these, you know, horrific, uh, you know, slaughters by Israel, they haven't been military degraded, militarily degraded at all. It's really, uh, it's really amazing, uh, uh, their ability, uh, to defend against these attacks and to strike back over and over and over again. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. It's really shocking. Just, um, you know, right as we started recording, um, giant missile barrage towards Tel Aviv. And, and the surrounding settlements. This is after more bombs than than the U.S. dropped in an entire year uh, of the war uh, of the beginning of, it, of the war in Afghanistan. I mean, and yeah, we passed that benchmark a while ago. Supposedly, like the uh, supposedly the most sophisticated. Uh, this is a you know maybe we'll get into this later. Well, might as well just get into it now. I mean, it's so it's so disgusting the language uh, used around this. Uh, and uh, how supposedly every civilian that dies uh, on the Israeli side was targeted, uh, and every civilian that dies uh, on the uh, Palestinian side is uh, collateral. But supposedly uh, every missile is 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 targeted towards a Hamas member or Hamas base or or whatever. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. No, that makes like <laughs> that makes sense because terrorists you can kill them. But a Palestinian, 
They cannot be killed. They can only die of presumably natural causes. <laughs> from what I've been reading in the uh, I mean, exactly. I mean, the, it's it's wild that that the that they, they <laughs> the kill versus die uh, thing. A Palestinians only kill, uh, and then they and then Israelis uh, Israelis don't kill. They uh, they just get killed. Uh, Palestinians die. They don't get killed. They die. <laughs> They can kill and they can't die. It's incredible. <laughs> they can they kill, but they can't be killed. We've never seen it. We've uh, never seen a war like this. Yeah, yeah. I think that I think that does um, that might explain some things about like the uh, military efficacy of of the forces in Gaza. Um, not being killed is like that's kind of like the main point of war in a lot of ways. Yeah, it's like and killing, which is the other thing that they can do. It's, you know, that's like the other half. <laughs> Um, I'm sure there's other stuff to do with war, but I think those are the two big points, generally. Pikes. Not much pike action in this war. Yeah, but um, I mean, you can't just help but, but feel that that Israel is really taking out... Uh, it's like they're almost temper tantrums that result in 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 babies dying. It's it's really, really horrible. And and they're they're throwing these temper tantrums because they can't win in a fair fight at, 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 ever. It's it's wild. You, I mean, and it's not a fair fight either. That's what's crazy, you know. Like it's <laughs> Gaza. It's you know, it's not the fucking. It's not even North Korea or something, you know. Like they're making older shit mostly, and like they won't, you know, they're they're extremely hesitant to engage in really any sort of military on military engagement. Uh, you know, I'm not going to say you know not honorable you gotta fight man to man because you know nobody should do that in a war obviously you gotta you gotta do what you're good at and israel's very good at you know um punishment bombing terror bombing i don't know what you want to call it but this is kind of the case with most of their wars like you know the bombing of beirut uh all the times they've done it etc it's just uh you know it's uh punitive these are you know just punitive strikes on a civilian population um, they've declared victory over many hospitals. They've arrested many memorials. Um, I don't know, uh, though I do not think that they have really um, achieved any of their military goals thus far. Um, and I think the fact that uh, a ceasefire and hostage exchange has happened is like a, a pretty major blow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, IDF no, it directly, I mean, seen as as a defeat, uh, correctly by by Ben Gavir and his and his sycophants and and these discussions. It is, uh, you know, uh, if you're trying to kill a, you know, a whole people, you don't start making deals with them. You know, that's not the kind of thing that you want to do if you're trying to get rid of a bunch of people. I mean, this is really what, for me, this is really what distinguishes, uh the Israelis as, as fascists is that they, they don't see there's, there can be no solution except violence, right? The, the fascist mind, they, they really just want to beat the world into, you know, this fantasy that they've concocted uh, about things. And, and I just think it's really interesting when you look at the difference between that and, you know, places like China, uh, I was, uh, I moved in, uh, moved in with my in-laws and my mother-in-law has been reading a lot of news lately, and she brought up this article. Uh, Your mother-in-law about, woke? No, my mother-in-law is... Uh, 
She's a she voted for Obama. Uh, she's a rightist like Stalin <laughs> but she brought up this article that she had read about how China was a fascist country but you're seeing even in the case of uh, mass terror attacks across China where you know I believe uh, there was a, a race riot in uh, north uh, northeastern China where 9,000 people died uh, were beaten to death what? Uh, and was this? this was uh, the Urumqi riots in 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 the in the in the late two thousands, uh, right really? before the right before twenty ten. Yeah, I think in two thousand nine, and uh, and the solution was not to beat everyone into submission, beat them until they until they agreed with, you know, whatever uh, uh, Xi Jinping's uh, whatever uh, current whatever plan for the country or something it was you know let's sit down and and tell them <laughs> you know let's send you to you know whatever you have to go to a day camp uh, every day and and hear someone explain to you why you're a dumbass and why you're wrong or whatever uh and give them a job of course yeah, yeah but i mean uh, like the probably. at the base of it you know there was this idea that there could be you know diplomacy that there could be a you know some sort of dialogue even with uh you know people that uh, the state considers terrorists, right? Uh, quick correction. At least according to Wikipedia, the Urumqi riots, 197 deaths, but 1,700 injuries, 1,500 arrested, and 400 plus charged. That might be a, like, total deaths due to... There were also, yeah, I mean, there was also the knife attacks all over China as well. Uh, yeah. The subway knife attacks. Uh, and this saw a massive crackdown uh, uh, across the country, uh, that, you know, is regularly criticized in Western media, uh, currently. Uh, but the core of this crackdown was that there can be a dialogue, uh, with other people, uh, who disagree with you, who you consider to be, you know, the state is considering as terrorists, right? And, uh, and that's just something that you don't see, in in fascist countries they believe that you know ultimately you have to beat the world into uh into the vision that you've concocted which is you know uh, as we know like a fantasy in, in in all these cases it is very crazy that the u.s just was like we do not negotiate with terrorists that's what everybody does exactly you it's have like to negotiate whole, like what are you doing like literally like i don't i don't know fucking how many people were on a plane that got that got rerouted to Cuba by some kind of hijacker, you know, it's probably like, I don't know, 10,000 Americans ended up going to Cuba and then, then going back. Well, I mean, uh, the, the, the very core of, of, of America, right. Is that, is this fantasy of the place where there was no people. Right. And so you have to beat that world into, into reality, by killing all the people that are there. Right. And the, the same thing is with fucking Israel. They have this fantasy that they were, they've been there for a thousand years and so they have to kill the people that uh, prove that that wasn't that's not true, like four thousand, five thousand. <laughs> Jesus Christ, whatever. Thousands a little late, you know, because that's that's post Arab colonial. Oh, sorry, you're right. It has to be hundreds. Yeah, it has to be at least what? No, I'm like it has to be at least two thousand years or whatever. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because yeah. Jesus you was know, uh, Israeli, uh, you know. Yes. <laughs> Oh, I saw a good tweet today. It was um, 
an Israeli guy, I think. He was just like, uh, Palestinian Muslims murdered Jesus. He's obviously being inflammatory here. I don't, you know, I think, uh, but that's funny. That's pretty good. I like that one. That's new. I've never heard that before. You know, like, I don't get riled up, really, by, like, Zionist talking points much. I like when they're creative. It annoys me when they're, like, lazy, like, the, you know, we're from here or whatever kind of shit. That's boring. The Arabs left. That's boring. You know, most of the talking points are very boring. I like when they try to think of new stuff. Uh, I, like, collect it. Like, little, uh little lore notes that I pick up in a video game. I'm trying to get, like, 100%. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but, like, the, yeah, the negotiations. I can't imagine being in that room. It must be very difficult to negotiate with the Israeli government and military. Can you imagine how calm everybody else in that room was? <laughs> no, like, I can't imagine if it was calm in that room at all. There had to have been a dude who was, like, foaming at the mouth on the Israeli side, right? And his eyes, like, bulging out. And and, and you, you can't be in a room with something like that and not, and not be set on edge. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just mean, like, you know, they were probably, they probably were using the kid gloves on them. They did, like, I, I do understand that, like, prior to the ceasefire, it got to the point. Um, uh, like, um, I believe it was, uh, what, Al-Shifa Hospital, they ordered everybody to evacuate while the ceasefire was being negotiated. Uh, they gave them four hours, I think, or, like, six hours or something. No, no, it was, I think, uh, it was, I think they told them it was an hour, uh, the first thing, that was the first thing that I read. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, and they knew a ceasefire was coming that was clearly, like, a ploy. I'm sure they would have done it, but, um... You know, the resistance groups basically just said, uh, uh, no, we're not gonna, you know, we're not gonna let you get that sweet of a deal. You can, you can keep doing it. You don't give a shit, you know, just, uh, you know, we have our demands. And, you know, they got a lot of them. They still have not released any, uh, military people, I don't believe. Uh, I think they were negotiating for the release of, um, veterans like people who like technically be reservists but like aren't like i don't know like old dudes like 40s and 50s or something um i don't think israel took that offer though uh but but the general aim is an all for all prisoner exchange uh for the military guys Mm -hmm. i think that's a very good starting position i don't think um I mean, this is another. This is another thing where the language goes only one way, right? Like, these are uh, on the these uh, uh, Israelis are hostages, right? But the thousands of Palestinians who have been uh, 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 kidnapped and held uh, by IDF are prisoners, right? They're uh, they're uh, criminals, uh, or uh, 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 yeah, prisoners is you know. I mean, it's, it's wild. It's like yeah. uh, 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 Palestinians are prisoners, and then uh, and then Israelis are hostages, right? Uh, this is another. I mean, <laughs> and the fact that like after the hostage release, they just arrested enough like an equal number of people, and during during the during the first phase of the war, they were just arresting and arresting thousands of people, you know, like more and more every day. Clearly, to bump up the numbers because they were like oh shit the palestinians got a lot of us we can't do that fucking 2000 to 1 ratio with the prisoners we've got right now um 
you know, we're going to have to bump up our numbers and they've clearly been doing that. Um, some like some people who have been there for a very long time got, got out. Um, there's a woman, I forget her name. She was like, she was arrested on like trumped up charges after she like went to the police for help and like something fucking exploded in her car or something like a propane tank or something. She's like got severe burns, you know, like she needs like pla- like nate nose surgery so she can't really properly breathe. Uh, she just got out. She's been like a leading um, uh, uh, like spokesperson for the prisoners because there is like a uh, prisoners uh, union, prisoners guild. Uh, it's a very common profession there and they have a lot of power in Palestine you know the prisoners union um yeah I don't know it's it's nice to see people getting let out and I think like the all for all prisoner exchange is probably gonna have to happen or be something very close just based on the fact that Israel has arrested so many more people since the war started or nothing and like you know a majority of cases um you can't just, you know, I don't, I don't, under, like, you can't take a deal where they're like, okay, we'll release like 300 for one, and then they just keep arresting another 300 people every time. And, and I don't think that's good for them either. Like, that really puts the Palestinian factions into a uh, maximalist negotiating claim if they can't, um, you know, with them inflating their numbers of captives they're holding right now. It's it's really wild how they how they think in these numbers these numbers too, like the it's really uh, the value of a Palestinian has gone up though, <laughs> you know, it's gone up. You know, the value of an American has gone down though. Uh, now uh, I think with the current calculations, uh, uh, one Israeli is worth uh, thirty three Americans. Nine uh, Eleven stats. Uh, oh yeah um yeah yeah it's really you know that's <laughs> that feels like a hundred years ago man this war has been going on i've been completely absorbed by it um oh all my family is all right by the way and everything like uh they're in the west bank so um they're doing okay but like it feels like so long ago but like come on flip those numbers around to the palestinian side what like two million americans died <laughs> like you know that's not a game that that you really want to play. That is not a good rhetorical strategy. <laughs> every every single every single uh, 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 rhetorical strategy they try to employ is, is is like this though. If you think about it for more than two seconds, if people are starting to think about it for a little bit longer than two seconds, uh, they kept the war going too long. They're not good. <laughs> they should not fight long wars. They know this. I know this. Like, come on. You gotta, it can be in the news for a little bit, but you can't, you can't keep doing it. And you know, their economy and their army, they're not built for the long haul. You know, they're, they're a short term meme, maybe like a yearly thing or like a, it's Wednesday, my dudes, I think, you know, they can't keep it up every day. You can't have a, it's Tuesday, my dudes, you know, people (laughs) figure out that it's just a stupid frog. Like, um, so you said that, uh, you were at a, you were at a rally today, right? Yeah, yeah, it was in D.C. It was um, started at the White House, and they started marching. Um, I left before they got to wherever they were marching to. It was a long march. <laughs> it was it was pretty long. They really were walking. Um, it was a uh, I think Palestinian Youth Movement organized march at 
it was pretty cool. They're like a new group. They're, you know, young and shit. Um, I've been liking the work that they've been doing. I've been admiring them from afar. Um, they read out a lot of like prisoner statements from people that are released. A few that are still in there. Uh, you know, that was pretty powerful. Uh, well, with my mom and shit, you know, everybody was out there. Um, in the crowds. Oh my God. If like, I'm still, you know, felt like a, I don't know, I was in a marching band or something. There were people coming out on the roofs of the buildings and cheering and shit. Cause DC is a very low city. Um, you know, the buildings aren't that tall. So a lot of people just coming out on the roofs, everybody in the stores, every worker in the stores was coming out and like waving, giving us the fist, taking videos on their phone. Um, that's really great. That's really, really great. Really no negative interactions. I think one lady at a coffee shop did something and a bunch of people yelled at her for like a minute. But the, <laughs> um, I don't know what she did. I didn't catch the interaction completely. But um, she started covering her face and kept recording or something and was yelling something at somebody. But she was like inside the thing through glass. She might have just given people the middle finger or something. But. Other than that, it was honestly incredible just how many people were, like, so supportive in the streets. Every single worker that I saw was so fucking into it. Um, all the guys at the fancy hotels in D.C. were like, hell yeah, dude. Um, and, you know, I try to be personable at the protest, so it's nice to, like, wave and stuff. Yeah, Toss people yeah, yeah. Fist, make them feel like they're with it, you know. Uh, really good time. Um, yeah, my mom's been going to... Uh been going to basically every rally uh there's one every weekend uh uh pretty much here in chicago and they're they're really they're really big uh tens of thousands of people regularly yeah chicago's been coming out yeah very impressed with uh, chicago i read somewhere that 60 percent of the arabs in chicago are palestinian uh so it's a huge uh it's a there's a neighborhood uh uh, Bridgeview, I think it's called that. Uh, they call it Little Palestine, uh, I guess. Uh, and uh, <laughs> there's a bunch of fried chicken places around here that are uh, uh, owned by Palestinians. Uh, but uh, fried chicken, particularly like KFC, is kind <laughs> of a Palestinian symbol of resistance. Are you familiar with this? No, no, I don't know anything about this. Some of the earliest tunnel networks, okay, that were dug in Gaza and uh, I believe some of the West Bank were to smuggle KFC uh, <laughs> from uh, like Egypt and Jordan and shit. Like, yeah, yeah, people just really like KFC. I don't know. I like it. I'm more of a Popeyes guy, personally. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, well, I'm I'll tell go for you a fast this, food uh, fried chicken. This, KFC fries, though, they're, they're good. This place I went to up here, which uh, they had a big sign in the window. We are not a fast food restaurant. We make your food to order. Uh, and you know what? They, they fucking made me wait, that's for sure. <laughs> but the chicken was good as hell. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the the protests here have been really, really big. And my mom uh, my mom has been really, uh, really uh, uh, moved by, uh, by this current war. She's always been uh, a supporter of Palestine. She's always been woke. But like, was she like really into it prior to this? Is yeah, she like yeah, really she's always she's like, always been an anti-Zionist, like <laughs> super yeah. anti-Zionist. Uh, and but I mean, this is really uh, the images and the language and the rhetoric that's coming out of Israel has really uh, been pulling at her. She feels that 
you know, my, uh, uh, my late brother who was, uh, uh, best word, people thought he was, you know, people talked about him and, and thought about him like he was scum. And she sees that the way that these, you know, these, these Nazi freaks in Israel are talking about Palestinians and she hears the same voices that would talk about my brother and, uh, and she's seeing his death over and over again, uh, in, uh, in the deaths of, uh, these children, uh, uh, in Gaza. And it's, it's really been moving her. Uh, and so she's been really, really active. Uh, she's been, uh, recording a lot of, uh, recording a lot of content uh really yeah uh, that facebook grind video yeah video content and then also oh yeah uh she's got really paranoid she's run into this same couple that kind of follow her home on the train when she goes to these protests uh several weeks in a row and so I, i've learned quite a lot about them too uh huh. but <laughs> Wait, what I don't do you mean? Get too, go too go too much into my mom's. Okay. They're uh, probably just swingers. No, 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 no. They're uh, they're young, twenty uh, uh, something, like college age uh, girls that uh, that sit across from her on the train and, and and record her on their phones. I think they're like Canary Mission types, uh, trying nah, to. Nah, uh, I wouldn't worry about that. You know, Canary Mission, and a lot of these like. Zionist get you fired organizations uh, primarily target uh, the same demographic that like Ben Shapiro debates. So like 19 year olds, they, uh, (laughs) they really don't go after people who aren't just like writing articles, like their names, not just in a newspaper or something. I've seen, uh, I saw something that said that there have been more people fired uh, for their speech around this war than in the entire McCarthy era. Yeah, yeah, specifically for being pro-Palestinian. Yes, for being like, pro-Palestinian. Yeah, I mean, no, I don't I don't think I've seen a single thing about someone no, getting fired no. uh, for calling uh, for the genocide of Palestinians. I have, I have actually. Oh, yeah, yeah? Not nearly enough or whatever, you know, uh, but like, it's kind of been happening. Like, there seems to be like an organized effort. Like, I don't know, there's like a Twitter account and stuff that's like the genocide archive or something. It's just like, you know, collecting all the uh, guys who are using their uh, full name on Twitter and shit uh, to just say the craziest shit on Earth. Uh, And a lot of them have been fired, you know, even like high up guys fucking, I don't know, like an investment banker and shit, like, you know, advertising guys, uh, tech guys, you know, Uh, which is surprising. Um, It's cool that that's um, that, you know. Being pro-Palestinian has a uh, economic incentive to it at this point. Um, I think it's become very uh, – it's popular enough that you can make some money off of it, which is – you know, it's going to come with its own issues, but that's very <laughs> good. <laughs> that's I'm totally fine with that. Yeah, I mean uh, I've definitely seen quite a bit – quite a bit uh, uh, popular content, that's for sure. Um, yeah, do yeah. Do you want to talk about any of the uh any of the combat footage that we've seen? I mean, there have been some really really crazy videos that the Cassandra I do, grades. but first Oh yeah, go ahead, go first, ahead. I wanted to I wanted to finish uh up on that thought or I wanted to follow up on that. The t- apparently TikTok 
It's like a 56 to 1 ratio of pro-Palestine content is getting engaged with. <laughs> uh, That's crazy. That's really crazy. I want to see So, it. yeah, there's yeah. been a bunch of new calls to ban TikTok. I don't know. I think, like, the ADL is, like, meeting with this will, whoever this will get American people to love TikTok you more. Uh, I love... Uh, I, lo- <laughs> I heard someone else say this, but... Uh, no one believes like anti-Semitic myths about how Jews control the media more than like Likud and uh, and <laughs> and Vancouver's party. Like these guys believe in their own. Like they believe in a- anti-Semitic myths more than <laughs> more than fucking oh, absolutely. Uh, uh, fucking Nazis here in the U.S. do. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're very friendly with each other as well. Let's say, uh, you know, yeah, you couldn't write that shit, man. Like, goddamn, Israel's relationship with, like, actual, like, you know, neo-Nazi parties in fucking Europe and shit. Like, goddamn, dude. Have some self-respect. At least do it clandestinely. You know, don't go hanging out with Viktor Orban and shit, you know, sucking each other off. Like, just, you know, do do false flags or something. Do something that's not, you know, just directly fucking shaking hands with these guys in public. You can do better than that. They're so – it's lazy. That's honestly what offends me the most is just how fucking lazy it is. I, I guess it's for domestic consumption. I guess. But like god damn, dude. Nothing. The hospital tour, the, the – I don't like – they like read like the scam artist guidebook from like nine, like 1932 in the peak of the depression. It's like always heat your beans up on, you know, on someone else's fire. Never tell a lie when, or never tell the truth when a lie will do. Uh, it's just fucking know, very lazy. <laughs> Every hashtag, you know. Uh, there was that big protest or the pro-Israel rally. I thought that was just like going to be like a right-wing like trucker thing, but I don't know, like fucking uh, – what's his name? The uh, – uh, Chuck Schumer was there. Fucking, oh, this is the uh, this is the this is the uh, what is it? John Hagee. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. John Hagee, uh, was... uh, march for uh, March for Israel, or whatever the where it had a uh, you had a uh, what did they say? They said they had like three hundred thousand people supposedly. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, what they re- sure. That's what they, re- that's what they reported as, and then you look at the crowd shots, and it looks like. Uh, you know, a few thousand at most. But this they is took a, all the unreported IDF casualties and just said they were at the rally. <laughs> <laughs> there was a few thousand, you know, Christian Zionists wrapped in uh, wrapped in Israeli flags, uh, calling, uh, 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 screaming, uh, "I hope you get raped." Uh, Chance of no ceasefire. Uh, what's that lady uh, from? Uh, oh, um, Code Pink. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, I know her. Uh, I've met her before. Very nice. Very nice woman. Anyways, this group of uh, there's this horrible video. This group of uh, this group of uh, I mean, well, potentially, potentially, uh, uh, they could be Jewish Zionists, but my bet is on Christian Zionists uh, surrounding uh, surrounding the Code Pink uh, woman, just screaming. Uh, Medea Benjamin. Uh, Medea Benjamin. Yeah, just it's just surrounding her, screaming. I hope you get raped. I hope you get raped. I hope you get chopped into pieces uh, and set on fire. And, and they yeah, watch. Yeah, very and graphic. You, Put like a put like a baby in the oven and burn it in front of you. You horrible. Whatever. That's something you like, say when you're like 12 years old on the internet and you're trying to intimidate somebody. You know, I just that's like very childish. I mean, gratuitous. people have said this before that, but I mean, fucking every every accusation these guys make is a is a is a confession. They they dream about committing the most horrible horrible shit. Uh, 
Yeah, like that like literally happened. Like Israelis like fucking like you know, like killing a pregnant woman, like you know, desecrating the body and shit. Like Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean these guys these people are these people are absolutely sick. And it's they're mu- yeah. It's I don't know if it's subconscious that, uh, or what, but like they can't seem to do anything that's not like a deflection or like a projection. I don't know if it's just because they've done so much bad shit, but <laughs> It's, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's it's fucking it's fucking insane. It's absolutely it's absolutely insane. Yeah, I've not I've kind of just been reading like, I don't know, like Telegram and shit. Like I haven't really been like really engaging with any sort of like op-eds or anything. I mean, that's um, kind of I've the kind coolest. of just been like watching the numbers. Um, have you seen any of that? That's the coolest, absolute coolest part about this war. Is that nothing any of these motherfuckers can say? None of their uh, reality, uh, uh, warping, whatever op eds and shit. They don't mean shit. Nothing. The only thing that actually matters is the actual battlefield, and this is where the IDF can't can't win. Uh, I mean, yeah, we, you know, there's a lot of hay made about how how horrible their propaganda war has been, but. The the reality is, is the propaganda war right now does not matter, right? The actual the actual thing that matters is the battlefield, and and that's for me. In some ways, you know, very liberating. There's you know, yes, we can we can do what we can to to oppose the war here. We can we can oppose our yeah, country support of it, but the PFLP said post. Yeah, so I mean, at the end of the day, you out though, there, like, get out there. The only chance you're ever gonna get. To post with no guilt. Even I've posted. I'm not a poster. I hate posting. This might segue but actually the into The PFLP our, uh, told everybody, post, get on the streets, you know? Segue into our, uh, we might talk a little bit, uh, little bit about some video games uh, at the end of this, but... Right oh, now, to the combat uh, footage. Right now. That's basically the same shit. I t- <laughs> you know, I shouldn't say that. But uh, <laughs> no, no, wait, the wait, fucking wait, sticky me, bomb? Let me finish, let uh, me finish yeah. my thought. So, like, Absolutely. right now, Starfield, this, this terrible Bethesda game... Is getting yeah. is getting reviewed poorly on Steam, and every bad review is getting reply from the Bethesda content team saying, "No, actually, have you tried the game? It's actually really good. What? Like all the things that you say are wrong. Like actually, the game is really, really good. And sometimes they don't even reply to like what the person is saying. They're just like, get back out there, like astronaut. Uh, and you're seeing the same thing. So this is this is the Bethesda, right? Video games. Uh, uh, Disney is out there saying, you know, like, if you don't like our movies, like, actually, you're a bad person. Like, it's, like, uh, Elon Musk, he just, he just was in, uh, he was just on, I don't know, some, uh, he was getting interviewed by the, uh, by the, by the newsroom guy, I think, right? And, uh, anyways, they're, they're asking him, like, uh, what about the advertisers? And, and he said, uh, fuck the advertisers. If, if X, he says, uh, you know, they're getting all their money pulled from the advertisers, and, X is going to fail. And if they fail, it's the advertiser's fault. It's not X's fault. <laughs> right? That's So we're that's seeing cool. the exact same thing over and over and over again where where these people who their entire money stream, their entire – and this is the same in the Democratic Party as well. Joe Biden, he's looking at the reality of people saying, we will not vote for you because of your support of the genocide in Palestine – and he's saying no. It's actually you who are wrong. If if Trump becomes president, it's your fault. 
because you didn't vote for me or whatever, right? Like, uh, but there. Yeah, yeah. But this is not this is not working anymore for for anything, right? And no, and, like I don't, I can't, like you know, it can always get worse, I suppose. But what did Trump do that's worse? Biden didn't reverse a single policy; he strengthened it. You know, if you have a, a crazy Republican and the Democrat doesn't do anything, that's a cemented policy that becomes like U.S. bipartisan consensus doctrine in regards to their Middle East policy, like. It's just wild how every segment of our ruling class in, you know, all of these industries uh, or in politics, they're, they have just, they're, they've left orbit. Like, they are, they are living in a totally different reality than the majority of people. And I just, I, <laughs> I can't, like, uh, where is this going to go? Where, where is this going to go? When is the other shoe going to drop on yeah. this? Uh you know, like me, my mom, and shit, you know, my family. Uh, a lot of people vote. You know, I vote occasionally, you know, when I when I get around to it. But, you know, I'm a single-issue voter. Or not, you know. If, somebody's pro, if somebody is at least nominally pro-Palestine, I'll vote for them. But if they're not, you know, I, I, I just can't bring my, you know, can't bring myself to do it. Like, I, I, I don't know. I just, uh. You know, I, I know it doesn't mean that much, but I, I feel like a lot of people feel that way, like, especially Palestinians, of course, though, you know, if I can say what you will, but fucking Arab Americans and shit fucking have been voting Dem for a long time at this point, uh, pretty reliably. Um, but I, I think that is going to break. Um, and the Arabs have uh, tactically created no-go zones in all the major electoral uh, college precincts that are required for a president to happen. So, I feel like that might hurt. I don't know. It, you know, how the fuck am I going to vote for a guy who's like, I want to kill you? I know, you know, uh, politicians do that all the time, and but not in such clear terms. You know, they don't ever directly, like, look you in the eye and go, yes, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> yeah. I hate you and myself, and I'm going to kill you. Uh, <laughs> or, or like, uh, I, I don't, I don't want to kill you. I just want to help and arm the, the guy who does. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, and you know, I, I'm, I don't, I don't want this man to shoot you, okay? I, but I can't not give him the gun, okay? This is right. <laughs> I have to give him the gun, okay, and pay for him to enter your house, like. <laughs> it's his right for me to give him a lot of guns every time. It's like totally contextless too. Like the fucking arguments are just like, look, that with this one bomb, the, the that they fucked up that previous one, but this this next batch, they're gonna do it right. They're gonna be more surgical. They're gonna use smart bombs. Oh my god, the arguments, the arguments. The one, the one that drives me the craziest is if a dude came into your house and he had babies strapped to his head. Like <laughs> they come up with like the most. No <laughs> When, yes, yes. Has there when has there ever been someone who, who robbed a bank with babies strapped to their head? Like or babies strapped to their body? Has that ever happened? Like this like human shield thing. I saw, like, this is I feel like this is their fantasies. They wanna get it, they wanna go into Gaza just with babies strapped to their body. Like They do. They literally do. I but No, like, I mean I know they do like they do the shit where they like they force people to walk in front of the tank columns or like yes, walk exactly. directly in front of infantry and stuff like that. But like it's, it's I been feel standard like, 
they actually want to do is like go into fucking like nurseries and like strap like actual children to them because why do they talk about it so much why have i seen this argument so many times about how like it's okay to shoot a dude who's covered who's strapped a bunch of children to him like there has there is no one has ever fucking strapped a child to them before they fucking robbed a bank like i saw i I saw the tiktok it's gonna drive me insane it's gonna absolutely drive uh, me insane oh we're already insane of course but (laughs) <laughs> I saw this TikTok and the guy's like got like uh, uh, whichever Batman movie had the Joker in it and he's like reviewing it and he's like no no when the Joker took the hospital you should have bombed the hospital why are you negotiating with the Joker you should have killed him instantly you should have killed everybody else in the hospital you can't let the Joker go he's using human shields you can't you know you can't fall for his pity play <laughs> Yeah. They should have just uh, blown up at the end of the Dark Knight when uh, there are the two ships in the in the river that are full of the civilians with the bombs on them. Why didn't they just blow up both ships? Like why? Did... <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. It's what, really? They, why did they let the Joker use those human shields? Like <laughs> Nolan, really not a good director. Like, has he never been to war? You know, like does he not know how it works? You're supposed to kill everybody and yourself. My God. Uh, where were we? <laughs> we're talking about combat, combat footage. footage yeah. Oh my god! So the one thing that's been sticking with me is the fucking sticky bomb on the Namer. The they're you know they're brand new armored personnel carrier. It's supposed to be the safest thing on earth because the IDF values life um, of their soldiers more than more than expensive military equipment that is given to them uh, for free. Um, just immediately being destroyed. Like, they were, like, debuted early and shit. Like, the guy runs up, places a, a, like, like a sticky bomb. He just slaps it in between the door and the wall, and he just dips, and then he fucking hits it with a rocket. How do you let that happen? It's incompetence. Do they not expect, like, you know, like, I think October 7th, you know, they were just kind of militarily defeated at every opportunity. But that, you know, is just, I think, incompetence. They, they're, like... <laughs> every DJ general they have does not want to get out of the car. Like, I, you know they pilot the Merkava with a DJ table? <laughs> they pilot, don't they have a, don't they have a iPad? Don't they have an iPad uh, on it or whatever? You have to, you have to download the, you have to download ways from the app store and make sure that it's, uh, uh, you have to change your icon to the tank icon. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, listeners, did you know ways was, uh, uh, an Israeli product to get you around all of the uh, uh, Palestinian areas. Without yeah, but now it's just owned by the by the American security state through Google. So uh, now it's yeah, now, yeah, you can, it now you can feel uh, <laughs> you can feel fine using your uh, your Google Maps Ways uh, technology because it's just about a, a Pan American Empire, not specifically the Israeli part. <laughs> yeah, it's Bolivarian. The video that's always going to stick with me is of uh, the dude uh, uh, praying as he's running up to the tank, and you can feel the adrenaline through the fucking video. Holy shit. And he just drops them, he just places the mine gingerly on the tank, pulls the little fucking trigger thing, runs the fuck away, and his, his, his dude hands him a fucking RPG, he turns around and no-scopes it. Like, this video is going to be one of the most amazing things I'm probably going to see in my entire life. Like this. It was insane. I, I genuinely, that, you know, that's the fucking new man. You know, that's the upright man 
<laughs> that's, that's, you know, at that moment, you know, fully human in ways that, you know, most people can't really understand, you know, like he was free in that moment. You know, he struck back. He was in charge of the situation. <laughs> he became the oppressor. <laughs> you know, for those brief moments, he was the oppressor. To the small, to the small V in Israel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like he, you know. Or Fanon says, you know, like the, the colonized subject, like reasserts their humanity. Um, really, just incredible. God damn! And these new uh, tandem warheads, the uh, what are what are they? Yasin, Yasin, uh, tandem RPG head. They seem to be working. There's been it's, it's hard to tell. It's really hard to tell. Uh, but the Israelis also one thing, another stupid thing they like to do, is like park their equipment, I guess, uh, and then abandon it uh, once they once they come under attack. And so it's hard to tell uh, how much of the no, tandem warheads are like uh, are 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 blowing up the tanks and how much other tanks are getting blown up like after after they've been abandoned by the Israelis. I imagine it's pretty easy to drop a bomb inside of a tank once it's been left uh, in the middle of the street. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I know in the West Bank, whenever a vehicle gets disabled, they usually, uh, especially after like an ambush or something, um, like you've seen this a few times in Janine over the past couple of weeks, um, they do have like tow trucks. <laughs> they have a, the IDF has to employ a lot of tow trucks, particularly in the West Bank, because um, they just keep getting their shit stuck or popped and shit. So there's there's so many videos of um, them arresting arresting an, uh, arresting a tank and taking it as a hostage or uh, an APC or whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. A lot of the in a lot of the videos, you could see the tanks really kind of moving and shit. So I don't know. I imagine they're destroying their own equipment if they are abandoning it, I guess. At least, like, like large, like, vehicles and stuff. Like, they have to be just calling it an airstrike on it after they uh, run back to the uh, DJ barracks. Oh, <laughs> oh my God, well, bro. You know, like, also, oh you, don't God, have to, you don't have to kill I a tank. I got out of the Merkava. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> I need some MDMA. Let's, let's get the rave going. <laughs> I need some, <laughs> I need a recovery rave. <laughs> no, no. The guy who gets out of the Merkava is the uh, bravest single soldier in uh, the Israeli military. <laughs> Looking out their little peephole. It can't be fun. It can't be fun to be sitting in one of those things that gets hit by them. I mean, even if you don't die, it can't be fun. <laughs> no, no. And, like, if you break a, a fucking Merkava, that's, like, big. You know, they don't have replacement parts for... 2000 of them like i i think a lot of them are either you know if not completely disabled um not fit for fighting shape anymore a lot of the videos apparently you can kind of tell whether an uh whether the trophy system is hit in certain things uh, I'm, I'm no i'm no uh hardware guy uh, and i never will be unless i get like a flowers for algernon situation going but um it's been very very impressive um, and there's a few more videos released uh, today, actually. Um, mostly of targeting infantry. Um, and might I say that the uh, the propaganda videos being released by like the resistance factions is uh, very media savvy. Palestinians <laughs> yes. have been shown like a much much higher level of like 
uh, ideological communication technology than the Israelis. Um, for a significant time, like Palestinians were on the internet very early. Um, they ad- they adopted it very early, and you know, um, they've been using it to great effect. I think. Like, I don't necessarily think that like the technology of social media itself has had like a huge impact on people's perception of Palestine. I think wider access to the information, but I think Palestinians have be have used the internet and like mass communication technology very adeptly. I think it's um it's really been working. Like in the videos, like when they're targeting infantry, you know, they're not doing like they're not showing bodies and blood and shit, you know. It's shot like a movie. You know? The guys you see the rocket fire and then it, you know, fades to black or whatever. Um because I don't know. You know, it's I, I don't think it's necessarily good propaganda to just show a bunch of mangled corpses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um at, at least in the form of like an attack. I don't I don't know if otherwise, but yeah, man. Like god damn. Oh my god. How did we not talk about the greatest combat footage? Sorry, you know, maybe not the greatest. I don't want to sell Palestine short, but goddamn the Yemenis when they took that goddamn ship. <laughs> no, I think the greatest combat footage that's come out of that is uh the captain and the crew uh just chilling while uh while the Yemenis like play the music and like give them cot. Uh, oh my god, the captain had a <laughs> The baseball of caught. <laughs> Not golf ball. Baseball, dude. I didn't know a human cheat could do that. That guy's zooted. I saw the video where they give him the cot and they hand it and he's like, oh, I got to get some more for my uh, friends. And they're like, yeah, sure. And I think the guy just took all of it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think maybe there's a miscommunication. He just took all of it. I've never had cot. It seems like it'd be pretty nice, you know. Uh, that video of him chilling where he has the fucking – yeah, his cheek is just – he looks like uh, Ed, Ed and Eddie with a gumball in their mouth. Yes, like, absolutely. That's it. Yes. Yeah. And he's just sitting there and he looks fucking zooted. And they're just playing like him at some song and he's they're just chilling the, like ooh, on the a couch. Balling out. Like <laughs> – Yeah, yeah. There was a video of them like chanting like uh, – uh, I don't know, like Free Palestine uh, – like Israel or something, and he's not really like chanting, but he's like with them, and he's like, yeah, he's like cheering, and they're all laughing. They like pat him on the back, and he's like, oh, that was fun, you know. Uh, the, he has a better quality of life than me. <laughs> I mean, it, this just looks, uh, you know, it does not look like the worst. Uh, this dude looks like he's uh, in the in the videos I've seen. They look like they're chilling. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, like I, I looked into getting a job on a boat at one point. Um, I was like, I don't want to have to go to school for this. Can I be a cook on a ship? Nope. Your American citizens are essentially not allowed to be a cook on a uh, on a <laughs> container ship. You're just not allowed. I, they're like, they won't even consider it. They want to just find the the poorest people on earth and pay them nothing to be the cook. Um, I only saw like Polish advertisements for it. Um, it's like <laughs> Polish citizen required. I'm like, God damn, dude. My grandfather, he loves to tell the story about how he, uh, he had, uh, he had four children and he, after he graduated, uh, from Cal, he, he became a ship's doctor and was like, all right, see ya, (laughs) and dipped. Well, his, uh, his wife had to take care of four children back in, uh, oh my God. back in San Francisco all by herself. And he's, he's often, uh, being a ship's doctor traveling around the world. And he's sitting there with his friends. He's making all these friends on the ship because he can write any prescription for anything for all of them. Oh, my God. They're getting zooted. There's <laughs> so an on-ship ex- pharmacy? 
<laughs> so he's there on this ship getting zooted back and forth, going back and forth, meeting all these fucking ne'er do wells from around the world. Uh, Is this all the these, Navy? Uh, no, a merchant marine. He was. <laughs> just they have a doctor. Like, I guess yeah, they had like a ship's yeah. doctor and a. Uh, and uh, he met all these uh, various uh, Irishmen who were jumping ship and uh, and stowing away. And, and, and what year is them, this? And feeding them opiates. Eighteen <laughs> thirty. This, this is like back in the seventies. What? That's crazy, dude. Oh my god, he has some. He has some some amazing stories. Some absolutely amazing stories uh, from that period. He was a. Uh, it was a wacky period. It was a very wacky period. Uh, I'll tell some. I'll tell some more sometime. I was talking to my girlfriend, and when I explained, like, I was like, you know what? Maybe, maybe I should go to the sea. And she's like, you can just tell me if you're gay. Like, I'll understand. I'm like, okay. <laughs> all, right, all right, well, well played. Yeah. Uh, oh, also, uh, just one last thing about the the, uh, the march that I was at. Um, there was a lot of. Um, uh, African people there uh, in support of like the Congo. It was kind of like a uh, dual protest thing. It was pretty cool. There's a lot of like support, like a international coalition sort of deal. It was really nice to see. A lot of white people too. Still coming out, even this far in. Still seeing a bunch of white people there, which is very cool. I think you're, you might see a turn where you, you get a, f- a few more. You get more white people in there as it becomes uh, more. Uh more politically uh uh politically correct to, to well, a lot of people get household. tired you know they don't have you know they don't have as much of a stake in this like i do you know i don't i don't blame them you know every saturday every weekend you know also you know don't blame anybody but like you also know, they get physically out, tired you know what i mean this is a this is a, a nation of people who who have to train before making their pilgrimage to disneyland because Absolutely. There's too much walking, right? So it is so, a lot of walking. So, so expecting them to march around, you know, for for four hours or whatever. Uh, I'm so is, fucking is insufferable. I have all these opinions about like march organization and shit. I'm like, you gotta go. You gotta slow it down every once in a while to get it bunched up so it looks bigger. Uh, you know, like you know, you gotta pl- you gotta plan the route efficiently. You know, uh, don't don't drop people off wherever the fuck. Like, god damn it! One time, I, oh my god, I I went to this march. I forget what it was for. Um, but uh, we just end up at the Lincoln Memorial. There's nothing around the fucking Lincoln Memorial. Nobody's parked near there. No, there's barely a metro station nearby. And like fucking like 7 p.m., you just you give a speech and then everybody leaves. Like, what the fuck is that? Come on. And we started so far away. Like That's what I, let, I kind of don't like. They do all the protests here in Chicago downtown. They want to do them like in, in front of Grant Park. And it's like, especially on the weekend, like this is a business district. Like there's no one. No one's there. Like they should be work. They should be marching up and down like through neighborhoods people actually live in and like are visiting like on the weekend. But yeah, I don't. I don't. That is that. definitely a strategy. I think those are t- two different. You know, they both they both serve a purpose. I think uh, the land. You know, because uh, uh, protest is you know at, at some level like fundamentally like a media thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there was like uh, back when the. Uh, Democrats were a little bit angry about ICE or something. Uh, I don't think they're doing that anymore. They, um, there was a lot of protests like at people's houses, especially like in this area for like major, uh, like ICE and border patrol, like suppliers and shit. Um, I didn't hear about it. Uh, I wish I had there. Uh, I'm trying to remember when, uh, when, when, uh, when Roe v. Wade, uh, got overturned. 
there was one of the dudes who writes a significant portion of the anti-abortion legislature lives in Evanston. And when I was living down there, me Evan. and my wife are, uh, are, are, ch- are, we're chilling outside. And it was funny because a bunch of our neighbors were outside as well. We were just kind of like, like chilling. Uh, and then 10 or 12 police cars, which is probably the entire police force that was on duty at that time yeah. uh, of the town goes go screaming by uh, with all their lights on. And we were like, holy shit, like what is going on? And it was because the anti-abortion pro or the, the pro-abortion protesters uh, were, were, uh, were going to the guy's house and, uh, and staging a march in front of that. I thought that was pretty sick. Yeah. Yeah. That is pretty, you know, I think that's a very good strategy. Um, um, have you have you have you been keeping up with the uh, anti Elbit protests? No, it's, uh, it's like a major Israeli weapons manufacturer, Elbit. Oh Systems. yes, yeah, I've heard um, I've heard about a little bit about this. I haven't been keeping up with it, but I've heard a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, I think just recently, uh, the UK one is has been by far the most successful. Uh, it started up in the US, like particularly in like Boston, where they have a lot of facilities and stuff. But um, in the UK, they've been doing it for years. Uh, it's the shutdown Elbit campaign. Um, Palestine Action UK, I believe, is the group. They, um, I think, they've shut down a corporate office. Uh, they've occupied the factories. They've blocked entrances. You know, they've really like interrupted um, uh, like the supply chain, like pretty significant ways. It's um, a specific factory they're target. It's in uh, Leicester, spelled in an insane British way, Leicester. Uh, uh, and they make everything but the bombs. For the drones uh, that Israel uh, deploys, um, that's actually the selling point that they give to the community: jobs. And we make everything but the bombs. They make the bombs uh, <laughs> like a settlement or something. Um, <laughs> if you join us, if you work for us, you will. You're not evil, I promise. Okay. No, no. Evil. I think it's more. You're not going to get blown up. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, just just uh, in the last day or two, I think it was. Uh, their like main like corporate recruiter uh, canceled their contract with them, or like not renewing, uh, which oh, is wow. pretty cool. Oh wow! Yeah, okay. yeah. There's a like the the targeted like BDS campaigns um, over the last few years have gotten a lot more sophisticated and I think like a lot more effective. Um, like Adidas um, stopped sponsoring uh, like settler football teams. Like racism FC and shit, they stopped like supplying them with like sponsorships and free clothes and stuff. <laughs> um, Puma still does though. I don't want to catch none of you wearing Puma, uh, but I'm decked out in Adidas right now. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I, you know that's a that's a space to watch. Is this um, Palestine action? I think they're a, like fantastic model for anybody in the West. Um, although they've been they've been particularly effective. Um, yeah. And on to much more impactful news. I've been playing Nier Automata, Year of the Yorha edition. Yeah, you're uh you've been moving the camera so that you can see up a B2 skirt. Uh No, none of that. First of all, how dare you? You know, <laughs> you know, this is an extremely anti-horny podcast. Um uh you fight marks and angles. And you get yeah. to talk to Angles after, after he's, his limbs have been severed. Spoiler alert. Sorry. Uh, highly recommend the game. Very, <laughs> it, very good. It's a fun uh, one. 
But it's one of these games you have to play over and over again. Holy shit. It's not that bad. No, no, no. So, like, the first playthrough, you're not even going to know when it ends. So don't worry about it. And then you can just do all the side quests that you missed in the second playthrough. And it's shorter. You miss a lot of stuff and all the major sequences. Uh, you know, you play from a different perspective. And in the second playthrough, you can become a robot. Okay, but robot you, okay so like and everybody after you gets finish names. the third playthrough they're like okay but you can do another you have to do another one and that's where well, I the was third like, playthrough okay, is very short much. third and fourth are very short and completely different i'm not even, i'm not gonna provide <laughs> any spoilers here uh the spoilers but, are you you get to play as like uh you get to play as the hot chick and then you get to as play a, as, as like a her slightly like less dressed android yeah and then you get to play as a naked chick like uh not naked she has no clothes on no, no, her she body does. is just like colored like clothes, uh, but she's not wearing any clothes. She's like an android. I have not noticed that. I will look into this. Um, yeah, uh, my girlfriend got me a fucking. Uh, he says he's not a Elite Series horny... Two controller, so I've gotten into Japanese games now. He says I'm it's finally not a, playing action. RPGs. It's not a horny podcast. You know, the first game he brings up is the one where you play as the naked robot, like. I, okay, I well, the it. other game I've been playing has been Death Stranding, a game where nobody touches each other. And uh, nobody has babies anymore. Uh, yeah, no though Norman Reedus because, uh, is completely naked. Like ghosts everywhere that like uh, like uh, have some sort of like time travel power. I don't know. This game again, it's hard to tell. I think it's some sort of Egyptian mythological reasoning. Uh, the writing is insane. It's the, I I've gotten into fucking any game I can play with the controller. That's what I, that's what I've been doing lately. Because uh, there's rumble in the triggers. Uh, but goddamn, <laughs> Death Stranding is so fucking good. It's not really a walking simulator. Like, it pretty quickly becomes absolutely a, not that. You get motorcycles, you get guns and shit. It's not. It becomes much less scary. It's, it's much more game. of a, it's uh, a you run into racing uh, game. So you have to watch like ten, like uh, I don't know, like ten, uh, ten days worth of cutscenes, and then once you finish your two hundred hours uh, of cutscenes, then you get scared by ghosts. So it's it's not a not a wholesome game. Like uh, like near it's incredible. It's not you know it's not uh, this would not have been permitted permitted in uh, Christian Europe. Uh, so first of all, you're know. a hater. Okay, you know what? We're done with video game chat. We are we are done. Listeners, we can move if on to like physical game opinions. chat, uh, and we can talk about the only good game uh, still. Uh, the only good game is is Go. Uh, it's been good. The ancient for, game of Go. It's been good for four thousand years. It's good today. It'll be good for another four thousand years. And you know what? Unlike uh, a spooky ass uh, uh, death death ghost game, and uh, and near automata, uh, uh, this is a game that you can play over and over again. Uh, it doesn't get boring. You don't have to watch cutscenes. There's not that many cutscenes. Uh, but I understand you have you have doubled in strength in Go, which is is it really makes me than, think that maybe I can I'm get more better. More than doubled in strength in Go, in in six months, I've increased twenty stones in strength, uh, in in go. So got some uh, stones. I will. Uh, I will be making it my goal. My goal. We're gonna see. Can I get to one dawn in one year? Uh, we'll what's see. A, what's a dawn? A dawn is like a intermediate, intermediate level, is and it like one a white is the belt? first. Is like a no, no. It's like black belt level one. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna get to black belt level one. And then, then slowly make my way up to black belt level. Uh, I think I can move up to like level six. I think that's probably probably my my limit. But if I get I that high, I will be in the top. Uh, currently, I've I've just I've just about reached uh, median 
so I'm, I'm better than about half all active players. Uh, and I will move my way up into the top 10 percentile, which is like one non. So we're, I'm, we're, we're moving I'm genuinely very proud of you. I, I, I thought you were slow, to be quite honest. Well, I selected you as a co-host. I thought I could domineer, but you've shown. I think you may be undergoing a Flowers for Algernon situation. You, you've been increasing your intellect like very rapidly. Uh, <laughs> it's a little concerning. I feel threatened. Um, and I'm going to start acting out, probably, in an attempt to reassert my dominance and impress girls. You have to, um, study, you have to study more Go. I was... Uh, uh, <laughs> it's funny you bring that up. I was hanging out with my wife tonight, and... Uh, and she was she meant she was talking to me. She was telling me how handsome I would look, and 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 I told her it's because I won all my games today. Uh, oh my and, god! And and she said, all my lady boner has immediately de- deflated. It's just <laughs> the last thing I want you to hear is talk about go. Uh, a horrible term. <laughs> it's a the one she term. used. My wife is uh, is super. Uh, yeah. You gotta cut that you can't incriminate your wife like that <laughs> <laughs> all right guys uh well uh everybody remember the pflp has instructed you to post and talk to people one is easier than the other but you got to do both but the social and socialism uh your mission from palestine go to a protest get involved donate some money exactly exactly get involved and post pflp has sent out general communique from the central media hold you to fucking post i mean people say posting is in politics but buddy this is your only shot this is your only chance to post and do politics okay losers who don't have uh 12 flags in their in their username and and who do not sing red army song uh every day have been telling you not to post but but now is the time of the post absolutely okay i don't have any flags in my bio I like to whip Palestine out like a trap card, you know, Palestinian. My flags are all, they're just all red flags. Because that's all I am, a bundle of red flags. Anyways, <laughs> good night, everyone. All right, guys. Uh, free Palestine, fuck the police. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, thanks for listening to another episode of West Bank Robbery. My name is Free Palestine. My co-host is AP Armor Piercing. Uh, you know how he ended here. Free Palestine, fuck the police. That's a wrap. <laughs>